Welcome back to Something Ominous. This is your host, Jessica. And I'm Karina. And we bring Historias del Rancho. Happy Halloween. We have gathered a couple of rancho stories for you guys, even included some of our moms telling their personal stories. Yeah. So just to give you some background, um, when we say Historias del Rancho, rancho usually means like a very, very small town. Sometimes it's like a town within a town within a city within a state. So just a, a very, very small place. These ranchos are located in the state of Mexico named Guanajuato around a city named Celaya. We'll go ahead and start. Yeah. Do you want to say the first story? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. The year was 1979. It was a Sunday in a small town called Rincón de Tamayo, a municipality of the city of Celaya. It was around nine at night. I was coming from an errand with my parents and one of my brothers. When we turned down the street where we lived, which was empty, we saw a young man walking in front of us. None of us saw where he came from. He suddenly appeared out of nowhere. We only saw him walking. My brother even mistook him for one of his friends. The strange thing was that before we arrived at our home, there was this abandoned house in the middle of the street for quite some years and a bit of land. Obviously, it was full of huge weeds and dry grass. It was even locked with a padlock on the outside of the door. Often when you pass by that abandoned house, you felt afraid even if it was in broad daylight. It seemed as if someone was inside and they were watching you as you passed by. That's so creepy. <laughs> well, when that young man was walking in front of us, he arrived at that abandoned house. We saw him arrive and enter. It was as if he passed through the door and got lost inside. When the moment came for us to pass in front of that abandoned house, we felt chills. Since we all knew that that place had been abandoned for many, many years. The horror we felt was so big that none of us dared to turn around. Since then, as night approached, many people told us of having seen that young man do the same thing for several nights. For this reason, many residents of the street, as it gets dark, avoid passing by that scary house. In the present, someone built there, but we don't know if the ghost is still hanging around. Frightening the people who live in that place to this day. The question of all the neighbors is, who was that guy? And why did he always go to that house? To this day, no one ever knew. Only that he was a ghost, that he lived there, and surely continues to haunt that place still to this day. That's freaking creepy. You know, what would you do if you're, if you just see a man like walk Disappear. through a door? Uh, I'd be like, what the fuck? Did you see that? Yeah. I had something similar happen to me. Did I ever tell you about the guy that I saw outside of the window and I was like, oh my God, someone's breaking in and I called my dad. I was like 17. I was home alone. My mom was in Mexico. My dad and my brother went to go buy some tires and they had left maybe like within five minutes. I see this man coming from around the backyard and I'm like, this dude is going to break in. I was cooking. I grabbed the machete and then I had a saucepan full of oil. I was ready because, you know, I've always watched true crime. So I was like, ready. If this motherfucker comes in, I'm going to throw this saucepan full of boiling oil to his face. and I'm going to try to chop his head off. <laughs> I had like a whole plan. And then he was gone. But it turned and looked at me. So like I could oh relate to this story. I think that's the first time I've ever seen a ghost mm -hmm. at the house. Wait, did you see his face? Yes. I Till this day, I remember how he looked. One thing I don't know is what shoes he was wearing. Mm -hmm. I can't describe if he was floating. I know he was wearing a white t-shirt, black baggy jeans. And I think his feet 
I don't know. I just feel like I saw black. So I don't know if he was wearing black shoes or if he was like gliding through. His hair was long combed back. I remember everything. Dark brows, dark hair. So I was like, did I see someone? And I'm like looking everywhere. So I could really relate to the story like, you're tripping. Are you tripping? Are you okay? Yeah, did I really did I just, just see saw, that? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that as a family, you saw this. Because when you're by yourself, I feel like you can say like, oh, like maybe I saw him open the door. Or, you know, something yeah. like that. But no, like you all saw the same like, thing. Like they all saw it. They can all say like, no, we saw that. We we literally saw this person walk through that mm. house. And you know, in Mexico, I mean, I'm sure there's here too. But over there, I feel like when we would go, you know, we would go to Celaya. Like there were so many abandoned houses that... You had to almost like run through them outside. Yeah, the energy is so strong. Like you feel mm -hmm. the creep. Like you don't want to look at the house because someone's going to be looking at you. Okay, so I'll read the next story. I was at a ranch finishing my karaoke work at one in the morning. They let me sleep in a house where there was an open Bible at the head. I went to bed and I was barely getting sleep when a short man, all dressed in black, jumped on top of me. With one hand, he squeezed my neck and he told me he was going to kill me but that one of my grandchildren was going to die along with me. Which of the two did I want to die with me? I told him, let me go, let me go. And he told me with his very hoarse voice, take away that Bible that's getting in my way. Mm -mm, no, no, no. And when he told me that, I remembered Psalm 91. I just repeated the word, Psalm 91, Psalm 91. And I could only remember three words and it disappeared. Then I sat down and prayed Psalm 91 many times until dawn. I didn't sleep at all anymore. When I started walking, my right foot hurt a lot where he dug his fingers and my neck hurt. Then I went to Tarimoro to see a curandero and immediately when he saw me, he told me, sit down, you're carrying a ghost. And yes, the truth is I felt very bad. He took that ghost from me and after that, my pain went away. So the ghost was pretty much hanging on to her back. Yeah, like it was clinging to her, I guess. Trying to suck her life away? <laughs> it sounds like he was just trying to take her life. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Didn't we hear one time that like ghosts attach to like your energy? Like ghosts can attach to your energy. I've heard of that. No, I've heard of ghosts attaching to you for whatever reason, your energy. Mm -hmm. But I wonder why it attached to her. I wonder if because the Bible was on the headboard. Because he said like, take that Bible, it's in my way. Like. It's not letting me do what I need to do. So technically, the Bible protected her. Mm -hmm. And her saying Psalm 91, Psalm 91. But yeah, he still clung on somehow. It was trying to kill her. But yeah, that's scary. The fact that she felt him and like still had pain after that. And she described him. So she saw him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll go ahead and read the next one. They said that before. I don't know now. But they said that in the water well, a woman came out on the edge combing her hair, and many people saw her. It's good that it didn't happen to me because I'd be afraid. I thought about the ring. Another story. Through a huge field, a very large black dog is seen. My husband tells me that he once went there at 11 at night. When he reached the corner of the field, there was the dog. And since he was so big, he was very terrified and stood still. But the dog didn't leave and didn't move either. Out of fear, he ran down another path. When he reached the corner, there was the black dog again. He was shaking from how scared he was and walked away very quickly. He turned back to look, and the dog was still standing. He entered his house and could still see him. He couldn't even sleep thinking about it. 
The next day at night, he didn't even come to see me because he was still very scared. So pretty much it's like the dog was following him wherever he went. Yeah, pretty much. The way that I took it is that the dog was still standing there, didn't move at all. He took off running to like another corner and the dog was there before mm -hmm. he got there. It's like it would appear before yeah. he would get there. That's scary. I love dogs though. I'd be yeah. like... But I feel like when they say a very large dog, they knew it wasn't just a regular dog. Because a regular dog, you know, you're not scared of it. But I feel like it was just something, I'm pretty something sure a lot scarier. That, yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably also sense the energy. Because if it's something bad, you're going to feel yeah. it. So I'm going to go ahead and read the next one. This story happened on a small ranch in the municipality of Tarimoro. On one occasion, there was a very young boy. One morning, he woke up and spent the whole day locked in his room listening to music. Then he went out and grabbed a rope. He entered one of the last houses on the ranch that was empty. He entered and never left the house again. When his father went to look for him because people had told him that they saw him enter, his father went in and found him hanging. The boy had hung himself. Later at his funeral, they were praying the rosary. All the people were surprised when a very large black dog entered and stood exactly at the foot of the coffin where he was. The people continued praying and no one noticed the dog anymore if he got out or what happened and they finished the rosary. That's when everyone started saying, well, and the dog that came in, whose dog was he? Well, he was not mine. It turned out that the dog had no owner. There were those who said, didn't you see his eyes? He had very red eyes. They looked like firebrands. From there, people started saying that maybe the dog wasn't good, that he could have been something from another world. Well, that's exactly how it happened and it's been one year since that event. These last two stories share the large black dog. The first one didn't mention the red eyes, but again, I mean, the dog was far away, could have had the red eyes. The description was the same and they're mm -hmm. all within the surrounding area. Yeah. So there is a large black dog that's coming around and causing fear. Yeah. And I did ask the, the last one that I read about the dog going to the funeral. We did ask her just to describe the dog. And she said that it was he was very large, so not like a regular dog, just a lot bigger, maybe the size of a wolf. She described him similar to like a German Shepherd, just a lot bigger. So I did some research on just what it could be if there's a legend similar to this in this area. And I learned about El Cadejo Negro. There's different theories on where this red-eyed black dog came from. In European folklore, there is a black shug who's supposed to be an omen of death. And in Latin America, we have a legend named El Cadejo. In countries like Argentina and Honduras, it is believed that there is a Cadejo Blanco and a Cadejo Negro, meaning there's a white Cadejo and a black Cadejo. It's mostly a religious belief where the Cadejo Blanco, which is a white one, is meant to protect you and also protects babies from evil spirits. The black one is there to frighten, especially those that mean harm or are out late at night. In Mexico, we pretty much just have the Cadejo Negro, the black one. Some believe that they are brujos that shapeshift into black dogs with red eyes to perform evil. I've actually heard of that because I know before we read this, I was like, oh, I've heard of it. Uh, but I haven't been hearing a lot of the shapeshifting with mm -hmm. Cadejo Negros. Yeah, that's what the, I mean, what when I read into it, that was um, the description it gave. And I actually asked our cousin in Mexico what she thinks it is. And she said that it's an evil spirit. Like she said, no, it, this is like coming straight from the devil. And then I told her, I'm like, have you heard that they could be brujos, witches? And she said, yeah, because they look up to the devil. Oh, that's so creepy. I know. 
So we were able to record some stories from our moms and we are going to include them on here. They are going to be in Spanish. So if you like, you can skip if you don't understand Spanish, but we will discuss it a little bit with each other right after. So my mom is first. Okay, ma, cuéntanos de las historias que tienes de cuando estaban chiquitos. Pues mira, cuando estábamos chiquitos en, en la casa donde nosotros vivíamos, era una casa grande, alta, y este, éramos varios, varios hermanos que, que vivíamos ahí con mis papás, y pues casi todos oíamos lo mismo, todas las noches nos espantaban, este, oíamos unos ruiditos que se oían así como... Siempre hacían tres veces y pues eran en diferentes lados, no era como, como que, como que este, como que no mirábamos nada, pero todo lo oíamos, como que siempre en esa casa siempre oíamos como alguien que estaba con nosotros, como que alguien estaba atrás de uno mirándote. Y luego también lo que oíamos mucho era en el techo de la, de la casa, como cadenas que, que rodaban y rodaban, que iban rodando, rodando y caían a donde estaba el trastero, donde, donde estaban todas las vasijas. Y como eran de barro, pues se oía como que todas se rompían. Íbamos a mirar y todas en su lugar. En esa casa, eh, en la parte de la cocina, sí, había un... Un este siempre se hacía como un hoyo, como unos uh, como unos cuadros de cerámica. Era, no era cerámica, era como como cuadros tipo rústico, como canteras. Este y, y ahí en ese lugar siempre se sumía. Había veces que que este que nos que, que arreglaban y se y se volvía a sumir. Entonces ahí en ese lugar muchos dijeron que que este que ardía en la noche, o sea, uh -huh. como que había unas llamas que, que se alzaban. Entonces nos dijeron que posiblemente ahí había dinero, pero nadie, nadie escarbó hasta que desocupamos esa casa. Alguien escarbó y nunca supimos nada. Entonces no sabemos si alguien sacó dinero de ahí o no sabemos, pero en esa casa siempre oíamos muchos ruidos. Esas cadenas se oían en toda la casa. Había veces que oíamos como pasos arriba del techo y pues no era nadie. Entonces siempre dormíamos en la noche juntos porque nos daba mucho miedo. Esos eran los ruidos que siempre, siempre se oían. Y ahorita esa casa pues hicieron la iglesia de ahí del rancho. Entonces ya creo que todavía se oyen ruidos si alguien está ahí, pero ya no, ya se, ab se abandonó la casa y luego ya con el tiempo pues hicieron ahí la iglesia. Porque dijiste que ahorita que vive ahí tu primo todavía escucha, ¿verdad? Sí, a un lado de esta iglesia vive mi primo. Entonces ahí en esa casa todavía se oyen mucho ruido, se oyen que tocan las puertas y no es nadie. Y se oyen muchos ruidos y dice mi primo que ellos ya hasta se acostumbraron al ruido. O sea, ya ni ah. les da miedo porque dicen que todas las noches se oyen muchos ruidos. Entonces, ese, esa casa está a un lado de, de la iglesia. Entonces, pensamos que son las mismas ánimas o no sé qué, qué es, ¿verdad? Pero todavía están, todavía andan ahí hasta ahorita. And my mom is second. Ok, pues esta es mi historia. 
Bueno, mira, nosotros somos una familia de 12. Entonces nosotros vivíamos en un ranchito que se llama El Toro. Y todos nacimos en una casa grande. En esa casa había un portal muy grande. Y, y ahí pues nos, uh, nos espantaban mucho. Llegándose a las 12 de la noche se oían muchos ruidos grandes. Y este, se oían ruidos que, que arrastraban cadenas, que, que se, se tiraban cosas grandes. Había un rincón, un rinconcito de la casa y ahí mi papá siempre tenía sus herramientas como, como picos, como unos tubos grandotes de fierro. Y todo eso se oía como que todo se caía, pero se oía un ruido bien grande. Y, y, luego, este, y luego se oían pasos que, que salían. Había una puerta al lado del patio y otra al lado de la calle. Y, y se oían los pasos que desde una puerta hasta la otra, pero unos pasos grandotes, grandotes así. Y, y, y de repente pensábamos que ya iban a entrar donde estábamos nosotros, pero se pasaban los pasos y, y se oía bien clarito. Y luego a veces se oía que aventaban piedras y que caían y decíamos, no, pues ya rompieron todas los, los, las ollas que había en la cocina porque, porque teníamos ollas, pero de esas de barro. Y esas, pues decíamos, pues ya se rompieron. Y, y no, pues al día siguiente que nos levantábamos estaba todo exactamente así como se quedaba. Al día siguiente pues ya estaba todo igual, en orden. Y, y luego pues en una ocasión este, llegó Ángel, que era pues era sacerdote. Ya en ese, en ese tiempo él ya, había, ya se había ordenado de, de sacerdote. Y, y después este pues llegó verdad y le dijimos que pues que, que a ver si podía dormir que porque pues espantaban mucho ahí en la casa y que pues a ver si él podía pues bendecir la casa para que ya no espantaran y dice no dice no va a pasar nada dice yo voy a estar aquí y a mí no me van a espantar y no pues al día siguiente le preguntábamos y no no dice yo no he oído nada y él nunca oía nada, pero nosotros sí lo oíamos. Pero mientras él estaba ahí, no se oía nada, nada, todo muy en paz. Entonces, en una ocasión, pues nosotros teníamos una tiendita de abarrotes. Eh, pues que vendíamos todo, ¿verdad? Como, como frijol, maíz, o sea, de todo. Entonces llegaba pues la gente allá a comprar, ¿verdad? Y había unas, bueno, varias señoras llegaban y, y pues como estaba muy pobrecita esa señora, siempre llegaba y me decía que si le prestaba o fiado, ¿verdad? O qué maíz, qué frijol, qué tomates, qué jitomates, qué chiles. Y, y luego pues, pues yo se los fiaba. Entonces este, la señora se murió y dije, ay, me va a espantar. Estaba yo bien espantada porque, porque se había muerto y no me había pagado. Entonces este, yo dije, ay no, que no me vaya a espantar, yo no quiero que me espante. Y como a la semana de que ella falleció, que llega y se me sube, no hombre, estaba yo bien espantada. Y, y ay, como pude, le, pues de mi pensamiento, ¿verdad? Le dije que, 
que por favor que se fuera y que me dejara en paz, que, que yo la perdonaba y que nunca volviera. Y no, pues ya se me fue bajando y se fue, ya nunca regresó. ¿Y cómo ya supiste que fue ella? Porque no ves que se acababa de morir ella, pues ¿quién más iba a ser? Pues yo por eso digo que fue ella, porque pues era la única y, y como a mí me decía que, y siempre traían eso de que cuando una persona debe y se muere, entonces pues viene a pagar sus deudas que tiene. Oh, yo no o sabía sus pendientes, eso. porque ese fue un pendiente que ella se llevó. Entonces esa gente que, que se muere y no deja sus cosas arregladas y, y tiene deudas, pues viene a pagarlas. Pues eso es lo que, lo que contaban, ¿verdad? Y, y pues en realidad así es, porque se muere uno y si no, si no arregla uno sus cosas, pues anda uno penando en esta vida. Y luego y... cuenta la de la bruja. Hola de la bruja. Bueno, esta, esta señora, eh, su hija vive en un pueblito rancho, no sé qué es, este, eh, que se llama El Llano Grande, pero ella había ido a, a Guapán, es un pueblito que, que está cerca del toro, ahí íbamos nosotros a misa, entonces ella fue a, ahí y se hace como una, yo creo que como una media hora, unos 40 minutos de Guapango al toro. Entonces, este, ella se fue a, ahí, a Huapango, y, y ya se regresó, ¿verdad? Se regresó, pues, en, en la tarde. En, pues, yo creo que eran como las, las seis de la tarde. Ya era tardecito. Pero esa señora, pues, se, se vino, ¿verdad?, al toro. Pero, pero ella como que agarró otro camino, y ahí va, camina y camina y camina y camina y nunca llegó al toro. Toda la noche se la pasó caminando y nunca llegó al toro. Pues ya le amaneció, amaneció ella y, y, y dice que ella veía una luz que la llevaba y, y pues ella iba siguiendo esa luz y ahí va. Y luego llegó al, al Llano Grande, pero ya en, la, ya en la mañana, ya por ahí como a las seis de la mañana, pero... Todavía a las seis de la mañana toda, ya se veía, ya, ya empezaba a verse. Y ella contaba que pues que eran las brujas que la habían perdido. Pues ella se iba al toro, pero se la llevaron por otro lado y pues la perdieron. Y ahí va ella, camina y camina y no se ve ni por dónde iba. Y ella llegó al Llano Grande. ¿Y qué tan lejos sí. es el Llano Grande de, de donde iba? Ah, no, pues está lejos. Yo la verdad nunca he ido, pero, pero dicen que sí está que sí está lejos. Se la ha de haber llevado pues, por otros caminos más largo, porque pues en toda la noche caminar hasta el Llano Grande. ¿Y no se cansó ni nada? ¿No se sintió diferente? No, pues, pues sí, pero pues ella que tenía que caminar, porque pues ella tenía que caminar hasta que llegara donde iba a llegar. ¿Y no te explicó Porque... si se sentía como perdida cuando estaba siguiendo la luz? No, sí, ella se sentía perdida, ella pues andaba perdida, no sabía ni, ni dónde estaba. Mm. No, ella no sabía ni dónde estaba. No, pues ella, en ese, en ese pueblito, en el Llano Grande, ella tenía una hija que vivía ahí. Pues se sorprendió porque pues llegó ahí, pero ella iba siguiendo esa luz. Y como en ese tiempo, 
Este, había muchas luces que decían que, que ya después de las 12 salían las brujas. Y las brujas pues llevaban como una, una les decían linternas. Mm. Y, y iban con sus linternas y pues se veían las luces, muchas luces que se veían. Y ella fue siguiendo esas luces. Y pues la llevaron hasta ese a ese pueblo. Está lejos de ahí del, del, del rancho al Llano Grande. Yo creo que son como unas tres horas o más, más lejos. Porque oh, sí está lejos. Bueno. Y así pasaron las historias del rancho. Pero ahí en la casa donde que te digo que nos espantabas. Entonces en una ocasión yo pues ya luego me fui al convento, ¿verdad? Y ahí... Conocí, con bueno, estaban ahí una, las madres que estaban ahí y, y yo les empecé a contar de, de pues sí, ¿verdad? Cómo nos, nos espantaban allá en la casa. Y dice, yo quiero ir ahí. Le digo, no, hombre, no va a aguantar. Sí, yo sí aguanto, sí aguanto. Y ya le platiqué, bueno, está bueno, sí, sí, vamos. Y en unas vacaciones que tuve, la llevé al rancho. Y llegamos a la casa de, de otra, ya no vivíamos allá en esa casa, ya mis papás ya se habían ido a, a otra casa. Y luego, este, y luego dice ella, eh, llegamos a la casa donde vivían mis papás y dice, nos vamos a ir a dormir allá a la casa donde dices que espantan. Pues le digo, ¿de veras si quiere ir? No, sí, sí quiero ir. Bueno, pues no va a aguantar. No, sí voy a aguantar. No, pues nos fuimos a dormir. No, hombre. Nomás se llegó la hora de que espantan en un ruidero y... No, hombre, dice, vámonos. <risa> y que nos vamos, porque ya ella ya no aguantó. Y ya luego le decía, ¿quiere, ¿quiere ir otra vez? No, ya no, yo ya no voy. <risa> y luego dice mi mamá que ella a ella seguido le espantaban. O sea, seguido veía a una mujer, a una mujer y a un hombre. Y le decíamos que quién sería, pues nunca supimos, nunca supo ella ni quién fue. Y a la vez creo que parece que todavía, todavía van de ser las mismas ánimas o van de ser las mismas personas. Porque ahora, pues como ya, ya este, ahí, ahí nacimos todos en esa casa. Ahorita ya es una iglesia. Está ahí la iglesia y, y, y quién sabe si todavía sean los mismos que espantaban ahí porque parece ser que todavía se oyen muchos ruidos pero pero en la casa la siguiente ahí vive un primo mío y dice que todavía parece que todavía se oyen muchos ruidos it's crazy how that house is now a church it is and then we were we were talking about it how now it feels so peaceful we had our first communion there back when we were 11, we did, yeah. I think I was like 11. You were like 13 or so. Something like that. I just thought it was like church. It was so peaceful. It would have never crossed my mind that they lived there and it was haunted. You know, but we also never visited at night. So I wonder if at night it's different. Mm, you have a point. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go ahead and talk about it. So I'll talk about my mom's call first. They lived in a church. Well, they lived in a house that is now a church. And they both talked about it. It's 12 of them. And they all lived in the same house. Yeah, the whole, like, hearing the chains dragging in the ceiling? No, in the roof? Yeah. Right? Yeah, she, my mom said that she could hear them rolling off. Like, it was like a 
big chains rolling off the roof and falling to the floor and nothing was there. And then she also said, oh my gosh, when she told us this in person, I thought it was so creepy. She said that they hear that like tongue clicking sound, the and she said it always came in three and they always heard it together. Oh my God. Yeah, it reminded me of that one movie. Yeah, that one movie where her yeah. head gets blown off. Yeah, hereditary. Whenever she said that, it was the same noise there. I thought about it right away when she said that. I was like, oh my God, it reminds me of that movie. And she also mentioned the the hole that would form. She said that it was around where the kitchen is, where they had all the dishes. Mm -hmm. And that there was always like a big dent in there and they would fix it. They would dig in, they would fix it. And then it would happen again. And she said that that area, that that specific area was really hot, like almost like it was burning. Like I'm guessing the floor felt like it was burning in that area. They thought maybe money was buried there but years later they dug it up and they didn't find anything yeah they don't know to this day if they did find uh like if they money. had dug my mom was saying you know maybe if we had dug in that moment where we would see a denting and where the burning would happen that maybe they would have found something i do wonder if something is buried underneath because you know on my mom's story she said how grandma would see a man and a woman so what if they're the ones that are buried underneath. Yeah. I mean, it's so old. Yeah. So many things, so many years. And then the story of my mom. Oh, that's the story that I talked about on the sleep paralysis where she said that se lo subió el muerto. I had no idea that in Mexico, they believe that if someone dies and they owe you money, after they die, they come looking for you because they feel guilty for not paying you back. So when she was sleeping... She said, que se lo subió al muerto, and she thought it was the lady. That is very scary to me. I, I, I don't think I've ever experienced sleep paralysis, so I don't know. And then how our uncle, the one that, that was a priest, how when he went to spend the night, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing at all happened. But when she took the nun, mm -hmm. it was going crazy. She heard everything, and she couldn't stay the night. She was like, I gotta go, peace. <laughs> I think that's so funny because I told my uncle, like, we can't even sleep. Everything, you know, everything's going wrong. And then my uncle goes and like, nothing. Oh, yeah. The story with the bruja. Because in Mexico, see, see, I'm learning something about light. I didn't realize, like, if you see a light. Yeah. Oh, my mom talks about that. She literally says that they would go outside para ver las brujas, to see the witches. And that they appear like big lights. Um, like a lantern. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a lantern, but a lot brighter. And it's like a circle. And she said that they would float in the sky, but it wasn't up high. It was just above the ground. I've never heard of that. And it'd be like a group. So that's why they can't explain. I mean, my mom just says that it's a, it's a witch. They believe it's brujas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How that lady was just following the light. I don't know. This is me. If I know that those are witches or, you know, I believe they're witches, I'm not following that light. And she got lost for 12 hours. But I wonder if, like, they made her follow them. Oh, yeah. Kind of put her in a trance, like, mm -hmm. if she doesn't remember. Because I do remember I asked my mom if she was tired, and she said she was tired. But that, I think time went by so fast for her. Yeah, it's like she had to keep going. Yeah. I, I don't think she said it in this call because I, I had asked her before. But she did say that she was just kind of, like, going and going and going. And next thing you know... She's three hours away from where she had to be. She walked all these hours. That's, That's so crazy. crazy. Okay, so that is it for our Historias del Rancho. We hope you guys enjoyed. And 
We hope to hear more from you. So if you know any stories from your grandma, your uncles, your cousins, from El Rancho or surrounding areas, send them on over to somethingominouspod at gmail.com. And follow us on our social media. We have TikTok, Instagram, and now we have YouTube. YouTube. Thank you everyone for listening and happy Halloween. Bye.